don't need to see in order for us to be believers. We know. God says, take it by faith. He says, I want you to know that when you lay your hands on the sick, they're going to recover. I want you to take it by faith. I want you to take by faith the fact that when I speak to you a now word, it's a faith word and it means now. That means you're going to run with it and you're not going to, you don't need everybody's consensus. You don't need everybody's backing you up and do you agree? If God spoke something to you, that's all you need. That is all you need. The faith that God has given you is the faith that's going to move that mountain. Redeemer lives uh, the cry of victory where he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. Say, my God is my Redeemer, and my Redeemer lives. Turn your Bibles to Job 19, 25. He says, I know that my Redeemer lives, and that in the end he will stand on the earth. Jesus, your Redeemer, not only does he live, but he's also going to stand on the earth. Uh, it is God who redeems what man has corrupted. Man may have corrupted it, but God is redeeming it all. He says he's redeeming it all. There is nothing too difficult for me, saith the Lord. Amen? Hallelujah. And so he saved, he rescued, he justified, he vindicated, he removed all, say all, of our sins and made restitution for us. He exchanged our sin for his perfection so that we could stand in the image and in the likeness of our Lord. His love for us outweighed the weight of the agonizing sacrifice that he went through. He went through an agonizing sacrifice, but his love for us outweighed it all. How many of you are beyond grateful? Like your gratefulness to the Lord is so incredible because you know his rescue. Don't never, ever, ever, never let that get old. Never, ever, ever get, let that become stagnant. You know, one of the things that the enemy wants to do is bring that stagnation upon the body of Christ so that you become dull. But that's not going to be you. Say, that's not me. Not me at all. I'm so hungry for you, Jesus. And my hunger continues to increase for him, the fire of God, the hunger of God, he continues to stir it up. And we don't have to do anything except for stay connected to him. When we know the power of God and we know the word of God, we know that the spirit of the living God is moving on the inside of us. We know that he says in his word that I am faithful to my word and what I've already spoken, I'm going to do and carry it out. So it's our job to say, Lord, you said it. Lord, you spoke it. Lord, it's coming to pass. It is coming to pass. You are the alpha and the omega. He says, I am the first. I am the last. I am the beginning. I am the end. That means everything in between that you may struggle with. God says, I've already taken care of it because I'm the beginning and the end. He says, I've already finished it. It's done. It is finished. And so if I stay connected with him, I'm never going to run empty. I don't have to try. You don't have to try. You just need to stay connected. 1 Corinthians 15, 54. 
when the perishable has been clothed with the imperishable and the mortal with immortality, then the saying that is written will come true. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Say, I have the victory in Christ. Death has been swallowed up in victory. So in other words, our dying bodies, okay, our bodies are dying, but our spirit's going to live forever. We, we understand this. Amen? So when our dying bodies have been transformed into bodies that will never die, this scripture will be fulfilled that death is swallowed up in victory. See, the, the world doesn't understand this thing, this incredible gift that Jesus has given us is why we we're, we're celebrating. We celebrate all the time because he is our savior. He's our Lord. He's our redeemer. He has already paid the price. When he said it was finished, he meant it was completely finished. He did the job. He has, the assignment was completely done. It's a legal term saying it's done. It's finished. It's completely done. The sacrifice was made. So when he said it is finished, on Good Friday, right? It is finished. That was a victorious statement. Not a, not a sad statement. It's a victorious statement because he knew that he wasn't going to stay dead. He knew that he was going to, he was going to be raised up again. He knew that Sunday was coming. We know that Sunday is coming in the remembrance of what Jesus has done for us, that he rose again. But you know that in salvation, when you received Christ, you died and then you rose again. And so when, when we celebrate the resurrected King, we're also celebrating the fact that we have risen with him. We didn't just die with him. We rose with him. That means in every scenario in your life uh, that may be a difficult one, God says there is already life that's been provided for you because in death that was swallowed up, right, in victory, you are now risen in him. So it's up to you to speak the life that was already provided for. So when our dying bodies have been transformed into bodies that will never die, this scripture will be fulfilled that death is swallowed up in victory. See, the, the world doesn't understand this thing, this incredible gift that Jesus has given us is why we, we're, we're celebrating. We celebrate all the time because he is our savior. He's our Lord. He's our redeemer. He has already paid the price. When he said it was finished, he meant it was completely finished. And it had to be. It had to be because there was no other way. Right? And so that's, so when he said it is finished on Good Friday, right, it is finished, that was a victorious statement. Not a, not a sad statement. It's a victorious statement because he knew that he wasn't going to stay dead. He knew that he was going to be raised up again. He knew that Sunday was coming. We know that Sunday is coming in the remembrance of what Jesus has done for us, that he rose again. But you know that in salvation, when you received Christ, you died and then you rose again. And so when, when we celebrate the resurrected king, we're also celebrating the fact that we have risen with him. We didn't just die with him. We rose with him. That means in every scenario in your life that may be a difficult one, God says there is already life that's been provided for you because in death... That was swallowed up, right? In victory, you are now risen in him. So it's up to you to speak the life that was already provided for. In other words, the love of God that's been deposited on the inside of you causes you to walk holy and without blame in him before the foundation of the world. It's not an after, you're not an afterthought. Amen?
You know, in agony, he prayed in the garden of Gethsemane, and, he dr and great drops of blood fell from him. Perfect blood, perfect sacrifice, the perfect sacrifice. And he redeemed us from our sinful state in preparing us to live eternally as his bride. You don't need to have it all figured out. You don't need to have all the details. You, you obey what you know in the word of God. You obey what you know, and you stay close to him. But, you, but don't limit yourself by your own thinking, because this is where some Christians get it wrong, and they try to figure things out. But the Holy Spirit wants to take over, and he wants to take you to glo from glory to glory. He wants to take you into a whole nother level. Like what we experience here, this is the realm of glory. You can't think that way. You can't think that through. Like you can't go, okay, well, next I'm going to do this, then I'm going to do it, and then I'm going to, and then the glory is going to come down. No, it's called yieldedness. But God wants us to live yielded, not just in here. He wants us to live in a form, in a way of yieldedness to him because what we experience here, and we meet twice a week, and what we experience here, I, I'm in awe, and I give him the glory and the honor. But I'm telling you, there's, you, think we've see, you think we've seen everything that he has for us? No, we're just beginning. We're just entering. We're just entering into this incredible realm of God's glory. But he's giving, I do believe that he's giving all of us a chance to get on the same page and to kind of catch up. Matthew 27 and verse 54. This is after Jesus dies on the cross. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to back up, though, and I'm going to read on verse 51. It says, the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, and the earth quaked, and the rocks were split, and the graves were opened, and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised up. That means the dead were coming to life. That means that graves were being emptied. That means there's no grave in your life that should actually still be there because God is opening up graves and causing that which is dead to come to life just as blind eyes are being opened. If you don't believe me, believe the eyes that God is opening up. That's incredible. And it's not like it's the first one. It's incredible. And he says, and coming out of the graves after his resurrection, so they went to the holy city and appeared to many. Look at verse 54. So when the centurion and those with him were guarding who were guarding Jesus, they saw the earthquake and, they, and the things that had happened, and they feared greatly, and they said, truly, this was the Son of God. They're like, wow, we've seen what he has done. We've seen these things. Truly, he was the Son of God, made a believer out of him in order for us to be believers. We know. God says, take it by faith. He says, I want you to know that when you lay your hands on the sick, they're going to recover. I want you to take it by faith. I want you to take by faith the fact that when I speak to you a now word, it's a faith word and it means now. That means you're going to run with it and you're not going to, you don't need everybody's consensus. You don't need everybody's backing you up and do you agree? If God spoke something to you, that's all you need. That is all you need. The faith that God has given you is the faith that's going to move that mountain. So, this centurion is saying, wow, you know, I, maybe he really was who he said he was. You better believe he is who he says he is. And in a world that's trying to diminish and literally just X him out, say it's not going to happen. Lucifer's already tried that. It didn't work too well for him. It's not going to happen. You can try all you want, but it's not going to happen. Now, after the Sabbath on the first day of the week began to draw 
Mary Magdalene and, other, and the other Mary came to see the tomb, and behold, there was a great earthquake. For an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone. And he's rolling back the stone in your life right now. That's for somebody right now. For somebody that you felt that, like there's a, the stone is being rolled away, receive it right now. Just receive it in faith. The stone is being rolled away. The barrier is being removed. The barrier is being removed. The stone was just rolled away. Great earthquake. Angel of the Lord descended from heaven, came, rolled back the stone in the door, from the door, and sat on it. And his countenance was like lightning, and his clothing was as white as snow. Beautiful, beautiful. And the guards shook for fear of him, and they became like dead men. They were so afraid. They were so afraid of what was happening because they couldn't explain it. It was not the norm, and but yet they couldn't deny what was happening. So they're shaking with fear. But the angel, verse 5, the angel answered and said to the women, do not be afraid. He says, I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He is risen. <laughs> Hallelujah. And he said, come and see the place where the Lord lay. And go quickly and tell the disciples. Come and see. Now go quickly and tell. Come and see. Go quickly and tell. Man of God, you came and you now see. God has increased your ability to see. Now you're going to go and you're going to tell. You're going to go and you're going to tell what God has done. Why? Because as you step out in faith, uh, more faith is going to come upon your life and for other people. Their faith will be increased. That's the same for all of us. It is the same. Right? And so he says here, quickly, he says, go and tell. Say, I'm going to go, I'm going to tell. He says, go and tell the disciples that he is risen from the dead, and indeed he is going before you into Galilee. And there you will see him. Behold, I have told you. So they went out quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy, and they ran to bring the disciples this word. You don't have to fear when wicked agendas try to come against your family. He says, I'm risen. I've already overcome. Because I've overcome, you too are overcomers, and you're overcoming. Revelation 1, 17 and 18. It says, and when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. But he laid his right hand on me and he said, do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. He says, do not be afraid. I am the first. I am the last. I am he who lives. I am. I was dead and behold, I'm alive forever, forever. He says, I was dead, but now I'm alive. And this, this is the words of Jesus. I was dead and now I'm alive forevermore. And I have the keys to Hades and of death. What else do we need? What else do we need? When we know the power of God and we know the word of God, we know that the spirit of the living God is moving on the inside of us. We know that he says in his word that I am faithful to my word and what I've already spoken, I'm going to do and carry it out. So it's our job to say, Lord, you said it. Lord, you spoke it. Lord, it's coming to pass. It is coming to pass. You are the alpha and the omega. He says, I am the first. I am the last. I am the beginning. I am the end. That means everything in between that you may struggle with, God says, I've already taken care of it because I'm the beginning and the end. He says, I've already finished it. It's done. It is finished. It is completely complete. 
So when you, when you have a child, let's just say, you know, and you're concerned about a child and you're praying, and we all have that at times from different times, I'm sure, you know, but God says, I've got this. He says, I've got this. I want you to pray. I want you to stand. I want you to tell the enemy, oh, no. Oh, no, you don't, because Jesus is already taken care of, and I don't care what it looks like today. I know one thing. He says, greater is he that is in me, in you, than he that is in the world. So if I stand in faith, if you stand in faith, and you take the keys that he says he has now given to you, you know you have the keys. Matthew 16, Matthew 18, he's given us the keys. What we bind, whatever we bind is bound here right? Whatever we loose is loosed. What's bound here, what's loosed in heaven, we have the authority to use the keys of the kingdom, kingdom keys. Say, I've got kingdom keys because the, because the Lord went and death has no, no victory, no sting. He already took the keys to death. He already took the keys. He's got, he's, he's victorious. He's victorious. How many of you love the cross? We love the cross because of what it represents. We love the cross because Jesus, yeah, he set us free. He set us free, absolutely. We love the cross, and we remember the goodness of the Lord. You know, just as in, and as I was reading here in Revelation, and, and he, was, he was in awe, right? You know, it said that he was, he fell at his feet as dead. When I saw him, I fell at his feet dead. Why? Why? Because the awe of our God, the awe. He, you know, we say, oh, he's an awesome God. Yes, he is. The awe of his presence. Oh, my goodness. Like sometimes, like, you know, like our, our friend, he says, I'm not crying because I'm sad. I'm crying because I'm happy, right? The awe of God. It's not the it's that holy fear. It's that reverential fear. It's that incredible beyond anything you can experience on this type of earth, this earth kind of fear. Because when God steps in, it's a whole nother atmosphere. It's a completely different. He changes the atmosphere. He brings in the atmosphere of heaven. That's why people say, I was just walking up and I got healed. It's the atmosphere of heaven. And, and so we love the cross because of what Jesus has done for us. He's forgiven us. He has set us free. He has called us his own. He, but he didn't leave us there. He didn't say, he could have. He could have. That would have been enough. But he didn't. When you think about the, the intimacy that he wants from each and every one of us, and we all have different giftings, and right? We're all called to do different things. I mean, look at this beautiful painting. And she said she did not know what she was going to paint. So it wasn't like she had this thing all figured out. She didn't go home. She wasn't practicing at home and then just, this is a copy. This is an original. And she didn't know what she was going to paint. But the Lord moving through her and the Lord moving through you, he says, I, I want to give you what you don't even know to ask. I really believe he's telling us this because we know he says, you lay your hands upon the sick, they're going to recover. We know what the word says. This is you will cast out demons, right? You're going to speak in new tongues, right? If you drink anything, poison, it's not going to harm you. In other words, you're going to have faith to defy that enemy's assignment because the cross already provided it all for you because Jesus already paid the price so that you can walk in this type of revelation and in this type of authority with signs and wonders following those who believe, right? 
But not only that, he says, but I want, I want you, I want so much more for you. He says, I want you to walk in my glory where it's you and me. That's it. That's it. You and me. In other words, the things that he wants to reveal to you individually, this is great. This is wonderful, and I love it. But the things he wants to reveal to you individually, your time with the Lord, is going to catapult you to a level of intimacy that you have not yet there experienced. There is no situation that he cannot still conquer in your life. There is no great difficulty that he has not already resolved. The, the, the issue is, do you see what he's already done? Because he's not still going to do it. It's already done. It's done. Now, you may have to walk it out, but it's done. Say, it's done. Your children are saved. Your marriage is healed. Your body is healed. God has restored you already. You already are restored. Relationships are already made correct. But God says as you stand firm and you pull down my word and you don't allow the enemy's lies and tactics to get you discouraged and get you off track, you're going to walk in the fullness of what I've already provided for you. I've already provided it for you. See, we were once lost, but now we're found. See, I'm found. I'm found in him found in him and that's the key we were once purposeless but now we have eternal purpose and joy isn't it great to have eternal purpose and eternal joy you know purpose in a purposeless world where, where there's so much emptiness just trying to find who am i do i belong where do i belong am i known does anybody know me am i loved does anybody love me does anybody know me right this is what that's what they're crying out for. Of course, they try all different things, but we know there's only one truth, only one. There's only one. Jesus, the only way to the Father. Jesus, Jesus, never stop preaching Jesus. Never be ashamed to speak that name. Never, ever, ever allow the enemy to muzzle your mouth. We were once without hope. But he is our living hope. We were once without excuse, but he is our redeeming love who qualified us. Come on. And he sealed us unto eternal life. You're sealed to eternal life by the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, he who establishes us with you is Christ, the anointed one of God. This is 2 Corinthians, if you're wondering. 2 Corinthians 1, 21 and 22. He has sealed you and he's given you the spirit in your heart as a guarantee. That's the Holy Spirit. The guarantee, the deposit. He's made a deposit on the inside of you, guaranteeing his presence, his eternal purposes in your life. It doesn't get any better than that. We were once fearful, but we now carry within our bodies the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. 2 Corinthians 4.10. You were once fearful, but now you were carrying, we, we now carry inside of us not just the death, but the resurrection. You need to carry the death, but you need to carry the resurrection. In other words, never lose sight of the great sacrifice, but never take your eyes on the great victory on the victory that he's already provided. We're victorious in him. And so when your fear turns into passion for Christ, his presence becomes your pursuit. 
his presence. When fear turns because you've pressed into the heart of God. And now, instead of fear, it's a passionate pursuit for Jesus. A passionate pursuit for Jesus. Now, all of a sudden, you just want to pursue his presence and that you don't care about whatever else may be happening all around you because you're so in love with the king. We are in love with the king, King Jesus. Two more scriptures, Philippians 3.10. That I may know him. I don't know about you, but I just have to stop right there. That I may know him. It's too much. He's so, he is so much. Oh, my goodness. That I may know him. You think you know him? You think you know everything that there is to know? That I may know him, really know him, understand everything about him. I want to know when he's grieved. I want to be so in tune with him. When he says, don't say that, that I would hear him. And I would obey. I want to be so connected with him that I know his heartbeat, that I could feel his heartbeat. Don't you think he wants to give us so much more that we would know him? He says that I may know him in the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death that we would know him. See, we want to know him in the power of his resurrection, but also the fellowship of his sufferings. And if you only know him in the power of his resurrection, and you don't know him in the fellowship of his sufferings, then the weight of the power of the resurrection will never be as powerful as it could be until you know him in the fellowship of his sufferings. So stop being afraid of a little suffering. Because God says, I want to give you so much more. But yes, uh, when you walk through the valley, I'm going to be with you. When you walk through the fire, you're not going to be burned. Stop running when, I, when he says, I'm running with you. As a matter of fact, when need be, I pick you up anyways. I pick you up anyways when you need it. It is finished. It's a cry of victory. Because he defeated everything that held us in captivity. It is finished. He defeated everything that held us in captivity, and he led captivity captive, and he gave good gifts to men. Last scripture, Revelation 1-7. He is risen, and he is coming again, and he says in the word, every eye will see him, even those who pierced him. Even those who pierced him, every eye will see him. Behold, he's coming with the clouds, and every eye will see him, even they who pierced him. And all the tribes of the earth will mourn because of him. Even so, amen. Even so, amen. Hallelujah. Maranatha, come quickly, Lord. Hallelujah. We bless you, Lord. We give you the praise and the glory. We give you the honor, Lord God, that is due your name. We thank you that we get to live with this understanding day by day that you are alive. And so, therefore, now we are alive in you, in Christ. Amen. Thank you.